it's been a long mother fucking day of hooking in so many different ways. Listen to me. I just want everybody to know if this is not, first of all, let's address the elephant in the room. Sarah's not here. She's away living her best life. Secondly, if this is not our highest viewed, listened to episode, I am going to launch my MacBook and my microphone across the room because of the turmoil that was experienced for the last hour. That is all. We, I had so many high hopes for this episode, honestly. I was like, oh, it's going to be great because, you know, I, I was like in a mood. I was like in the perfect mood to record. Bad mood from gone. work, which means perfect mood to record. Literally and it's gone. gone because technology has failed us. With a capital F for failed. All right. We're talking about boundaries in a relationship. And I had Googled healthy versus unhealthy boundaries in a relationship. And touching people without their permission is an example of what an unhealthy boundary may look like. See, I already had, and I think that's why I was in a good mood because I did my homework, AKA I thought about like things that people do in relationships. That's or, like, sexual harassment. I was thinking about things that people have done towards me and in, in my relationships. And I was like, no, I'm not into that. Don't do it. Okay. So, so we, that's what I meant by doing my homework. So we are talking about boundaries in a relationship. Are we going healthy or are we going unhealthy first? Cause I feel like this conversation can take a turn for the worst. Um, I feel like we should just for the worst, whatever. You know, let's just, you know, like let the cards fall where they just may. like rapid fire. Well, for just to start like rapid fire. Touching people without their permission is sexual harassment. Like, I'm not even going to consider that a boundary. That is literally harassment. Besides the point. Don't touch me. Don't. That's harassment. So for me, yeah, the consent. It's a huge thing. Don't fucking touch me. Okay. Even with my consent. Don't touch me. Well. (laughs) I, okay, so don't touch me. Even if I want you to touch me. Don't touch me. (laughs) I, I'm the type of person who, like, I will never feel the, Maybe not never, but more times than not, I will never feel the need to like go through your phone. Ooh, and that's the real teases. I have nothing to hide. Like you can have my passcode. I'll put a fucking face ID, your face in my phone. That go on. I have nothing to hide, but I'm never gonna go out of my way. I'm like, if I feel like you're hiding something, I will say to your fucking face, "You're hiding something. What? What is it, girl?" Okay, so keep me on track here because we can easily go off the rails here. So a few things with that. Dolly now agrees 1,000% because Toxic Dolly, season one, episode, what was, yes, episode two Dolly, like from the past, was the girl that went through the phone and I was always taught, look and you shall find. And sis, that is the truth. So just don't look because what you're supposed to find out will come to light eventually, besides the point. I, I have been the most hurt, and this is an episode that we are going to, to record eventually. I think I've been the most played and the most hurt, and because of my most played and most hurt, caused the insecurities and caused the trust issues, resulting in me invading my partner's privacy. Now, oh, one hundred percent still not an excuse though like it's still toxic and it's still a boundary that i should not have crossed and i did several times in different relationships and i learned my lesson yeah i just like hashtag triggered when you said that because like i feel that on a spiritual level and i learned the hard way like sis well i mean 
I think we're looking at it from two different perspectives because like you said, like if you look, you're gonna find. And I definitely agree with that. My thing personally for me, because like this was a conversation that I remember having between Benjamin. I hate the code names. They're annoying me now. We could just bleep it out. Whatever. Okay. So it was a conversation that I had between like with and I, as a joke was like, what's your passcode? And he was like, do you really want it? And I was like, no, I trust you. Like, it's fine. And he was like, I'll give it to you. I don't care. And I was like, okay, I'll give you mine. Like it right. was very mature. Like you can have my passcode. I'll take your passcode. But we both, like, I looked at him and I was like, I hope you know, I'm, I already forgot it. Cause right. I trust you enough that I don't, I will never feel the need to go, to through, go your through your stuff. Right. I mean, I've been in situations where I've had the other's passcode and they've had mine. And again, I, I guess I, I took it, because I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, I want you to trust me enough to know that like, I can give you my password because I don't care. Right. But again, look and you shall find. Sometimes it may be a little more extreme than others. Other times it might be like little things that are going to bother you. But sis, I'm telling you now, stop looking through your man's stuff. Yeah, your don't girl do stuff. It. Don't do it. Like, don't do it. Besides the fact that that is an unhealthy boundary, just respect their privacy. If you're supposed to know, you will. And if you're not, sis, then look how happy you are. Right. And don't let the anxiety come in between that because that was my problem. Oftentimes, nothing was going on. Right. I didn't find anything. Right. My anxiety was telling me otherwise, though, because hashtag trust issues. See, and you just said a mouthful because I'm, a, I'm about to drop some motherfucking science. Facts. No printer. Get out. I live here now. Um, <laughs> if things are going well, like in your life, and then you start to feel like that twinge of anxiety, like everything is too good, something bad is right. happening, right. that is your brain creating a problem. Right. Which then snowballs. It's literally right. one big snowball effect. And then at the end, you're the one hurt. Right. So if in a relationship, damn, this turned into relationship advice. Yeah. I don't know where, like we talked about one boundary in like how many minutes, seven minutes. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, to just tie a ribbon on that. If things are going well in your relationship, don't question it. Don't right. let whatever right. anxiety might come from it make you feel like, no, things are going good. He's cheating right. or he's doing yep, this yep, yep. or she's doing that. Just be happy. Honestly, sometimes that gut feeling is not necessarily no. right. Either you got to take a shit or you're anxious. Like, people are always like, always trust your gut. You're never wrong. Uh, sis, I know because there have been times where my gut was playing games on me and I was wrong. But I was not right. While yeah. on the subject of that gut feeling anxiety, what usually works for me is identifying what it is that I'm anxious about. And then from there, the anxiety will start to subside and I can kind of sit there and be like, mm, is this a real thing that I'm anxious about? Or am I just being a little bitch? Not everybody has that capacity. So, right. But like I said, this is what works for me. All right. So we did an unhealthy boundary and we kind of did a healthy one at the same time. Like I feel like, yeah, like privacy, respecting you, privacy versus respecting not privacy. respecting privacy. Right. But it's, I think at the end of the day, it really does come down to trust. Like I yes. feel so much better, like in retrospect, that conversation with because of the fact that it was like, it was mutual trust. It was, you can have mine. I don't plan on going through your phone. Um, but you can have mine and vice right. versa. Ooh. Let's talk about a healthy boundary. Well, I guess it's healthy versus unhealthy also. Like, okay. it's just, inter we can enter, whatever. So valuing your personal boundaries and not compromising them for someone else. T. Like, T. Right? T. Because then the unhealthy 
version would be disrespecting right those values or boundaries heard it as if i was dating somebody who isn't necessarily an alcoholic or a drug addict but would pressure me yes drink yes or do drugs that's exactly it right so as a negative um or disrespecting my boundaries i have been very lucky to have been involved with people that were very respectful of the fact that mm, i don't really want to drink right because first of all i don't like the taste of alcohol and second of all it's not for I'm everyone not, it's not for everyone and i'm not a skinty little bitch like <laughs> It takes a lot to get, I'm tall, I'm 6'1 and some change, I'm almost 6'2", I'm big boned and sick, honey. So I it takes a lot to get me drunk. Here. I'm not going to go spend $100 on like 10 drinks and not even be drunk. Right. And just be filled with liquids. Right. And not the good kind. Help! 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 Get into it! No! <laughs> But, yeah. but no, I, I agree. And I think that the healthy way and the healthy boundary would be, you know, hey, I'm going to the bar. I know that's not really your thing. Do you want to come? Or, hey, I think I'm going to have a glass of whiskey tonight. Is that, is that all right with you? Like, right. that would be a healthy boundary, knowing that drinking is not necessarily, one, something you partake in. But sometimes you don't agree with it, but it's not your favorite social activity so i have no problem going to a bar i have no problem associating being friends with being in a relationship with people who drink that's totally fine i have an issue with people who are sloppy tea i also have an issue (laughs) when you need a drink to get out of bed right your priorities are like no longer like you're an alcoholic at that point when you're an alcoholic right so like if you drink monday through sunday but like your bills are being paid you're going to work like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and be like, you're doing amazing, sweetie. You're, you're doing and you're good. But not so amazing. But like, maybe we should like not drink. Everything. Like limit it a little bit. And just not to get off topic, but since we're on the topic of like alcoholism, if your significant other is like in recovery or has been in recovery or has struggled with it or it runs in the family, a boundary is you not drinking or you asking him those, those questions like, hey, are you okay if we do this? Like that is a boundary. Do that takes not... a lot of self-awareness though. It does. I will say. And it's sad though, that it takes, like you have to have that self-awareness. Like you don't just think like, Hey, all right, my partner struggles with this. Let me be cautious, empathetic, and mindful of the things right. that I'm going to say and do around this person. Like, right. Come on people. Well, not to toot my own horn or to, to, but to toot bitch. Um, <laughs> toot, toot, motherfucker. when I was dating, I was still smoking cigarettes. I I quit the summer that we broke up. Um, But I knew that he didn't, you know, like he wasn't like, that's disgusting, but he didn't care for it. Right. So I always had gum. I always had breath spray. Yeah. If I did have a cigarette in front of him or around him, like I would not kiss him until, you know, and he'd be like, it's fine. I don't care. And I'm like, but you do. And I know you do. Yeah. Out of respect for you, my partner. Right. I'm going, because it's not that big of a deal, ultimately. No, but you respected his boundary and respected his his value of not liking cigarettes. And that right. applies with friendships, too, because I'm not crazy about cigarettes. And I remember when you were smoking, you would say, like, hey, do you mind if I go have a cigarette outside? Like, do you want to come with me? Right. Like, respect. Like, put some respect on my name. You were respecting me. You know what I mean? Right. And if you didn't, you didn't. And that's right. fine. That's it. That's fine. You know, I understand cigarettes are gross. Like, you know, I'm not a fan fave. 
they're not a yeah they're not a, a cult classic and i haven't had a cigarette in almost two years it'll be two years in july yes queen we love a nicotine well just vapes a tobacco, free. Nicotine? tobacco free yeah, queen tobacco free queen so at this point like if i you know if i'm around cigarettes now or even just like walking on the street and i smell it i'm like how did i ever do this for so long you live and you learn that's a boundary living and learning living and learning is it elaborate yeah because you know I'm very big on and you I, I don't know how many times I've said this like people are supposed to be fluid and growing like I don't look at myself and think I'm still the same person I was last year right or I'm still the same person I was five years ago and I personally just don't want to be around people who are like content you know I mean no being content is fine but like being happy standing still Okay. I want to be with somebody who, you know, wants to better themselves. Better right. themselves. Yeah. Right. Like I, I firmly okay. believe in like you should want nothing but the best and you should always strive for that. I love that. I would never I would have never thought of that as a boundary until you like brought it up. I think that's more of a belief, but I guess it kind of coincides with the time. Oh yeah. Yeah, I guess it's not like a boundary. It's just like don't be half-ass I don't like that I don't like half-ass people no I don't think anybody does really except for half-ass people tea and if you know you know you know what's funny about this conversation and if you know like if you actually know me like my four friends that are listening to this I always say I have no boundaries you don't (laughs) the irony I have boundaries yes I do boundaries at work is another one by the way but no I think I do have boundaries kind of not I think I think when it comes to like personal and like when I say personal I mean people in your life outside of work no give me an example um with your friends you are very quick to say whatever the fuck even though (laughs) I would say that you're respectful when you know how somebody feels about something however that only goes so far because like you really don't have a filter. So what's the difference between not having a filter and not having boundaries? Because I don't have a filter at all. And every one of my friends knows like, all right, I need the honest opinion. I need the truth hurts by Lizzo. So I'm going to text doll and I'm going to ask her because she's going to bitch smack me with the truth. That's different. That's different. Right. So maybe it's my fault for saying I don't have boundaries. No, I don't have a filter or like limits in the things that I say. Yeah. Hashtag Sag gross i speaking of uh professional boundaries or boundaries right work boundaries that's work boundaries i had i told this story at my current job today actually how back when i worked retail i used to work at j crew fuck y'all i had a manager manager who the first night i worked with her and i'm pretty sure i've told you this story first night i worked with her she looked me dead in like we were already closed the night was over i was cleaning and like folding clothes she looks me dead in the eyes and she's like you're a whore aren't you (gasps) And I was like, I'm sorry, what? Loki, I wanted to be like, hell yeah, girl. Hell but yeah, like, brother. But from like a professional standpoint, I was like, uh, no, I'm a good boy. But you don't even know me like that. Literally was the first time I worked with her. Like, if I'm saying that that's a lot, it's because it's a lot. I wouldn't even say something like that. And again, hashtag no filter, hashtag, hashtag, you don't do that. Right. Like, the Wait, conversation leading up to it was like, she was like, it was like a Saturday night. And she's like, what are you doing? Like, do you have any plans for tonight? And I was like, probably not. I'm probably going to go home and go to sleep. Like, you know, whatever. I wasn't, I just wasn't going out that night. Mind you, this is now 
three years ago, three or four years ago. That's it? Yeah. And she straight up, it was the first time I worked with her. I'm not going to name names, Rosie. Um, and she was like, she came into the dressing room and I was folding clothes in the, in the dressing room. And she is like, what do you, like, do you have anything going on tonight? Like, what are your plans? And I was like, probably nothing. Like, I think I'm just going to go home. I don't think I have anything going on, whatever. And she's like, you're a whore, aren't you? Just like that. And I was like, no. Can I ask a problematic question? It's you. Go for it. Was Rosie white? No, she was Hispanic. Just I just asked because of the the kind of like that stereotypical white girl like no accent you just gave. She her. She was also older. She was in her late thirty. By now, she's in her forties. Like Rosie, grow up, grow up. I don't know what that means, but yeah, you're almost oh, you're in yeah. your mid thirties, and you're asking uh, how old are you? Two teenage children. Like that. Come on, grow up. Boundaries. Yeah. yeah boundaries and so the thing about that while still on the subject of uh work boundaries I for whatever reason was deathly afraid to come forward to like any of my other managers and say like (gasps) she said this and it wasn't because I could have cost you your job right and that's what I was afraid of and you know me being like at the time a broke college student I was like no I can't lose my part-time job right when like in retrospect I really could have sued but whatever you know, at the time I was like, no, like, I don't know like what the repercussions might be and I don't want to risk it, blah, 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 blah. And so at the end of it, um, so many of my, I think basically everyone I worked with at that job eventually came forward and said that they had an issue with her. Bitch, shut up. So I straight up, like when I heard that, when everyone came to me and they were like, oh, I just complained to our district manager (gasps) about her. I was like, bet. And I told like one of the other managers in my specific store, and then I walked my ass down the hall to the district manager's office. And I was like, hey, girl, I heard multiple people are coming forward and, and complaining. I just want you to know this happened to me a month into me working here. You get fucking yikes. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. I, mean, I don't like, remember that story. Because I really, I didn't talk about it because I was like, I don't know yikes. what to do in this situation. Also, speaking of, damn, I've had really bad jobs. Another retail job I had, I left. Retail is just toxic, though, always. Re- retail is just not not it. So the job, the retail job I worked at before J Crew, I had a manager talk to a customer about me where they, the manager called me a <gasps> That's not even, like, that's, like, far past boundary. That's not even, like, that is, mm-hmm. like, What's not, why am I thinking racial slur, not racial slur? What is homophobic slur? Homophobic slur. Like, what the fuck? That's disgusting. So the reason I found that out was because I had a coworker who I was really, really close with. And they were on, the way the store was set up, there were like multiple cash registers like across from each other. So she and I were like on the same side, but there was one in between us. And so she was like at the very first in the line. And she overheard- the manager and the Girl. customer call me the homophobic slur. Girl. And she told me about it later. And I, cause like, I never really worked with this dude, but it was still just like, we, we don't know each other. Like you have absolutely like. It doesn't matter. You just don't use that word. It doesn't yeah, matter. No, 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 no. Not, like I'm, that's not. I'm not condoning it in any shape, way or form. Obviously, And, and but... no disrespect to this girl, but like, and see, this is where. I... Oh no, she said something to him first. Okay, good. Yeah, no, she was like, 
she because she wasn't waiting on them but like when she heard it she stopped what she was doing and she was like are you kidding and like she told me straight up like she had an argument with him and I'm sitting here like when she told me about it I was like I was right there and I didn't know this I would have called fucking HR immediately well so because when I I gave them I was very professional I gave them my two weeks I left already having secured another job and when I put in my two weeks they asked they were like you're such a great worker like why do you want to leave and I told them, I was like, I heard through the grapevine, a specific manager who works in a very specific department of this store used a, homic, a homophobic slur in regards to me. And I do not feel comfortable working for a company where that's allowed. Period, poo. And they were like, well, we can't fire him, <gasps> but we don't want you to leave. Corporate America. Right. And I was like, well, the only way I would feel comfortable would be, like, if you can't fire him, I can understand and respect that. Like, he's. No. No, I can't understand or respect it. No. no, no. I want sensitivity training. I wanted like if if you are refusing to fire him, I want the next best thing, which is you make him suffer. See, you're good. I know. Because I would have turned shit up. Yeah. Like turned it up. Granted, you had secured another job, but I no, no, no. I secured another job where a month in, a manager called me a whore. So like, well. I'm just being abused everywhere I go. And that's tea. And, and that is tea. That is tea. It's tea. And I think that's a different level of boundary that I wasn't even going to, I wasn't even thinking about. I was thinking boundaries, like making sure you take your lunch. Like oh, yeah. I'm talking from a contractual perspective. Right. Like my contract is eight, whatever, 807 to 307. Don't answer emails before or after. Make sure I'm taking my lunch. Like that's the boundaries I was talking about. But also, like, that's a good point because your coworkers are your coworkers. Right. At work. And if you want to be friends, it's fine, but save that shit for after work. Like, yeah. At the end of the day, it's everyone for themselves, really. But you know what? Any type of boundary at its core comes down to how you were raised. And so I was raised. That's true. I was raised when it comes to professionalism. If you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. Which is right. why I'm so punctual in Same. all areas of and life. And literally a trigger for my anxiety. Right. Like, <laughs> if I show up to work, like, five minutes before work starts, I'm like, I could have been here earlier. That being said, I, I was also raised to leave my emotions and my personal baggage at the door. Yeah. Because when I walk through these doors, it's no longer about me as a person. It's about me as an employee. I'm trying to, like, I need this money. I need this coin. Then leave. Peace out. And that's it. And when we leave, then I can talk as much shit as I want. But while I am within these walls, right, keep it G. Right. It's interesting you say that about kind of you learn the boundaries with your upbringing. I agree to an extent because I feel like as you get older as an adult, you kind of create your own. Like I, yeah. I, I do have boundaries that I've learned from my upbringing, but I also have boundaries that have changed from my upbringing just because I'm my own person now and like I'm an adult and I'm aware and I just some boundaries I just did not agree with necessarily, or right. I just didn't like the way that they were addressed, I guess, as I was growing up. Mm-hmm. So just side note. Just yeah. Side I mean, I, said. I definitely feel like, um, some of the things that my parents kind of instilled on me, I will say this, like, I don't agree with everything that my parents have said and done in right. my Same. 26 years of life, but I will say that when it came to the way they chose to raise their children, I think that they did have their heads on straight. Because both my parents, like, they don't really see eye to eye on many things. But what they did see eye to eye on were, like, we want our children to judge 
to judge people based not on the color of their skin. Right, right, right. Preference, but what they bring to the table. Just like as a- I am the- Oh, please insert that. Roll the tapes. Roll the tapes. Bitch, I'll bring the table. I am the table. So we'll just give you a call. So that, and then also- just like you respect other people. You don't need to like the people you work with. You don't need to like the people. We were you just having with. this conversation like on our own about this. Right. Like, and this is a social skill that I teach my kids is you don't have to be friends with everyone because it's not realistic. However, you do have to be kind and you do have to be respectful because that's the problem in this world is that everybody's fucking entitled and thinks that they can just run amok. <laughs> Roll the tapes. Just fucking be, mind your business and just be kind. What does it cost you to be kind? Zero. Plot twist. Zero dollars and zero cents. Listen, That's how much. I, you know, I, I pride myself on the fact that I am fully capable of, like, I consider myself to be a very liberal person as, you know, if well, it wasn't painfully clear. If the shoe fits. If the shoe fits. It's a size 13, honey. If it looks like a duck and sounds like a duck, it's a duck. Yeah, but sometimes it's a goose. Anyway, (laughs) I pride myself on the fact that I'm a very, I consider myself to be a very liberal person, but I am fully capable of having conversations with people who lean opposite. Right. And, you know, I, I, again, I was raised on the boundary. Like, you don't talk about things like money. You don't talk about things like religion and you don't talk about politics. Right. I said, fuck that. Right. I'm going to do it if I feel so inclined, but I'm not going to try and shove my beliefs and my Into somebody ideologies. else right and that's a boundary in itself right like we're, we're kind of crossing a boundary but like respectfully so and i think that that we are a perfect example of that because i consider myself i'm pretty independent and like in the middle like there are some things that i agree with that the liberals say and do and there's things that i disagree with and then same goes for the conservative side of things so and there have been conversations that we had like earlier right. today where it might be defined as problematic to the mass because everybody's fucking sensitive, but I'm not like a dick about it. And I'm not trying to tell you like, no, you can't, no, you can't. This is what you have to do. It's just, well, this is how I, my perspective of it, but that's something that I keep to myself because I'm not a fucking twat. Yeah. And that's kind of where like, I can, I can fuck with everything you said up until the, like, I keep it to myself. Because to me, I think like as somebody who, and we did talk about this before, when I came out to my parents, for the most part, it was pretty chill. You know, I didn't, I, no one kicked me out. But with my dad. Well, that's good. Right. I'm glad. With my dad, the phrase, I don't like it, but you're my son was used. Okay. And so when I hear things like that, it's kind of like, you're choosing not to be upfront about it. And so like, it just, I know like, obviously you're not homophobic, but I hear things like that as, I just don't want to start a fight with you because I don't agree. And like, it, it just puts me in the headspace of, I need to defend. I have to defend. That's what I mean by like keeping it to myself in the sense. And I am not homophobic at all. If I ever have a gay son or a lesbian daughter or transgender child, like, so be it. Like as long as my child's healthy and not a little dick. Great. Fine. That's all I can ask for. However, if it's something that I didn't agree with, and I'm just going to use a scenario as an example, I wouldn't openly say that. I right. would hug you. I would kiss you. I would tell you I would love you, that I love you, and that I support you because I mean those things. And I don't say things just to say them, and you know this. Right. My closest group of friends know that I don't just say things to say things. I say the things that I mean. So something like that, just keep to yourself. What do you have to say that for? 
Yeah. Like, no, you know what see, I mean? Like when it comes to big, important, th- like fundamentals, like I cannot change the fact that I am a gay man. Right. I cannot change the fact that I am half black, half white. You can't change the fact that you're gay. It's not a light switch, Karen. <gasps> I can't turn it on and off. I can't oh. ever suck your man's dick, so don't try it. Okay. Well, I then. I can do it better than you. Oh. And I, oh. Right. Sue's. <laughs> I cannot, I can't, like, fundamentals I can't change. When it comes to, you know, things that are within your power, like, I can shave my head if I wanted to. Right. You don't have to like it. That's no. fine. That's something that ultimately I'm kind of like, I did it because I wanted to. Like, if you don't like it, like, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. Right. But when it's things like, like your identity, like the fundamentals, like the fact that like, we, let's just call it what it is. Like, we live in a systematically racist country yes. where regardless of whether you're black, Latina, Sarah, who's half. Um, Pakistanani. Pakistanani. <laughs> is a half brown, half Latin girl, like. You're white passing. So for the most part, like you get yeah. off pretty easy. However, that being said, Dominican women all around the fucking country, colorism is a real thing. Right. And so it, the best case scenario is that you are white, if not white passing. Right. We can, if you're not white passing, that's not something that you can change. No. You can't change your culture. And if you, not you specifically, but like people out there dislike you or have prejudice against you because of something that ultimately is out of your control. That's something that I have an issue with. That's a boundary that I will never See, let up. Well, it's interesting that you say that you can't change your culture because you, you can, like people will just to try to fit in. And that's a boundary issue. Like not being comfortable with yourself to the point where you feel like you have to either change your appearance to look a certain way you have to dress a certain way to fit in with a certain group or, or, or culture or whatever, you know, it's just whatever you want to call it. Like technically you can, you, you, people, you can bleach your skin. That's cosmetic surgeries. And, and there's things that you can do to manipulate yourself to look or act or sound a certain way. Tea. Here's more tea. I just, I just love tea. At that point, it's internal. But that's a boundary issue with yourself. It is. The biggest, the worst, well, the worst, the ba- is a personal motherfucking boundary. Yo, how many times have I said the most important relationship you need to have is with yourself? Is with yourself, absolutely. And if at the end of the day, like, yeah, I, I have highlights. I have blonde highlights. I used to wear blue colored contacts. Like, I at one point definitely was like one of those people who had like not racism, like I wasn't internally racist, but I was like, this society loves white. Yes. And if it ain't white, it ain't right. And so I did certain things to make myself like more white, white, quote, white, quote, white. And then, you know, I kind of was like, if I want blonde, blonde highlights, it's because I want blonde highlights. Right. If I want to wear colored contacts. It's because I want to wear colored contacts. At right. the end of the day, my hair is naturally dark and curly and I love it. Right. My eyes are at, at Trevor who said I had fucking uh, black hole eyes yesterday or something <gasps> to that effect. Fucking Trevor. At fucking Trevor. Um, yes, my eye, my eye color is naturally dark. We can't all be blessed with hazel green eyes. Travis. <laughs> Who's white? A Who's white Caucasian white, man. A white Caucasian man who was blonde as a child. Don't at me. Well, the shoe fits. If the shoe fits. But yes, I say all that to say, like, I have very much, like, come to terms with, ultimately, the world does not see me as white. And I said this to my, my dad and my stepmom, both of which are white. Um, at the height of BLM last year, the world does not know, looking at me, that I'm half white. They do not right. know that my my last name is what it is. Right. And 
the world is not going to be like, you're half white. We accept you. Right. You free pass. You can go. No. Get a jail free card. Right. And it, that's a boundary that I have with the white side of my family. Right. Boundaries. I mean, it's, and just literally drops Mike. Fuck. What did you say? You said something that I was like, Ooh, 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 that's this. Oh, this, this society. And I don't want to get off topic here and then we'll kind of wrap things up, but like society now, especially, and I feel like I've seen it a lot on TikTok. There's this one girl specifically that would be like that there. She does a, her trend is you have to guess if the, if it's a white girl who's tan or if it's mm-hmm. a black girl, why are we even going there? What, what's wrong with being tan? If I love being tan, it, I don't mind. So I, we've you see where I'm, this- like, you see where I'm going with this. Even if I like, I want to get exten- extensions in my hair, but some people would be like, well, why? Cause that's a black girl thing. Only black girls get weave, bitch. No, it, I mean, no, it's not like, I'm not trying to fit in by getting a quote weave. Right. I want fucking long, luscious mermaid hair. That's why I'm fucking, that's why I want extensions. Okay. So the extensions thing, we're on the same page. That's fine. The tan thing. I definitely feel like there are extremes. Like I have seen people do tan to the point where it's like, this is blackface. Like you are. a Well, that's different though. Blackface is completely different. But like, if you're just like, I'm no tea, no shade. But if you're like pasty white and you're like, nah, I just want to be really, 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 really tan. Like, like what's the problem? That's fine. But that's what I mean. But some people will see it as you trying to conform to something that you're not. Because you were saying the blonde before, because we think white people, blonde hair, blue eyes. Like it's, honey, it's never that deep. But society has created this thing now where if you want to get a weave or if you want to dye your hair or if you want to, if you want to get button plants or if you want to fucking even set with clothes and stuff like and what about it but that's what i mean no like, no, no i hear what you're saying it's but it, my response is to like those absurd. people who are saying that it's like what about cultural it? or race what appropriation like box braids for example it's a huge thing i've seen that argument a million times i think kim kardashian got box braids and i feel like the african-american community what fuck um so if you're to me you're talking me specifically, when it comes to Kim Kardashian doing anything that might be considered quote unquote black, my issue with that is because the Kardashian family has a very clear trend of uh, using black culture to their benefit. And then when so it is, serves them, they throw it away. So is it only because it's a Kardashian? Like, had it been somebody else? Oh, no, if it were anybody else, I would have still been upset. Why? And again, not trying oh, to get I'm off sorry, topic. I'm sorry, but... I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. If it were somebody that did the same thing where they use black culture to their benefit and then when it no longer serves them, they throw it away, then I would still be upset. Oh, well, that's problematic as fuck. Right. If you're a white, a random white person who like, you you don't have any sort of hate or prejudice in your heart, you just wanted box braids and be like, okay, girl, live your best life. See, but not everybody has, and again, I'm seeing a lot of this shit on TikTok. Yesterday, this one girl had posted that she was in a black sorority and she was white and somebody had stitched it and they went off. Like, why would a white girl who has the privilege to get into any college and any sorority specifically specifically pick a black one is it that deep um i see both sides when it comes to things because that's a very specific case because with that it's like this is if it's like a historically black college or a historically black sorority it's but she got in she did everything she had to do to get in yeah because you can't really turn people away like that's i mean you know and no disrespect to sororities and fraternities but we know what goes on in some of them yeah of course like i think the reason why not everybody, but a lot of the people who are upset about it. The thing is, it's kind of, I can, okay, so I'm going to use, like, gay things as, like, um, as a rebuttal. So, like, 
I don't give a flying fuck if you're a straight man, woman, whatever that comes into a gay bar, but I want you to be respectful because absolutely right. But the thing, the reason why I say that is because gay bars were created like they're they're a safe space for gay people space for LGBTQA plus. And when that's not respected, when you're, when not you, but like, no, I know what you come in. Right. And they're like, it's just a bar. Like, why are you getting so sensitive? Like, because we had to create our own space right. so that we could feel safe. Right. And I feel like a lot of people don't understand that. And when it comes to race, I, I, like I said, I do see both sides. So the people that are arguing, like, this is problematic. If a white person joins like a traditionally, traditionally black sorority, I think they just want at the end of the day to be clear and understood. This was a place that we created for it to be safe for us. And you're coming in here and it's not what it was intended to be. I guess, I guess. And as a Latina, like there are Latina sororities, there are Asian sororities, there are cultural sororities. Like I get it, I do. And I was going to actually pledge for Spanish like, or, a, or a Latina right. sorority. Like I was, because my uncle was trying to force me into it. Besides the point, I just don't, and had there been a white girl or a black girl or an Asian girl, I, great, great, sis, welcome aboard. No, ultimately, yes, like inclusion is a beautiful thing, but and I definitely feel like it would, in a perfect world, like Martin Luther King Jr. said, like, black people and white people and you get included. And, and you, you get, get included. included. Right. In a, pure, in a perfect world. Unfortunately, we're in not there In a utopian yet. society. In a utopian society. Hunting. I could join. I could, uh, me, a man, a gay man, I could join a sorority if I wanted to. Because at the end of the day, like, I support the values, right? Like, right. that's ultimately what it comes down to. Right. But we're not there yet. And I don't know if we ever will be, but like, if that's the dream where it's like, who gives a flying fuck? Like, right. yes, this was intended to be like specific to one community of people, but like, right. anyone's welcome. Cool. And like, for the record, I have nieces who are half black. Like, I'm not in any way, shape or form, like trying to belittle it or like I, I donated to the BLM movements. Like I did fundraising for them. I advocated, like, please don't think that I'm like sitting here not you know what I mean I, yeah. I don't want it to come off the wrong way like just a disclaimer because that's not it at all like again I one of my best friends is, is half black like I my nieces again they're half black right. I adore them I have nothing like th- your race doesn't matter like I, I don't I don't I don't care but I'm right. just you know trying yeah. to understand right and things. I think I do my my absolute best to educate when I can and when I feel it's needed um, and even if it's not a question of like education and it really is just a conversation between two people like right. that ultimately have different experiences, like, and here you go talking about things that like, they say it's not something you should talk about. Like we're talking about race. <gasps> oh my God. Guess what, bitch? Blocked. It's reality and it's the world that we live in and we should be able to openly talk you, about we it. We should and, be talking about Like it. I should be able to come to you with a like a scenario like this and be like hey i want to understand why is this problematic or why was this done like educate you know what i mean like right. that's a perfect time to to take something that's problematic right ask in a respectful way like hey can you educate me and can you bring like kind of put in perspective to me why it might not be such a you know accepted thing that a white female is in a black sorority for example like why is that a boundary thing like why is that wrong right and you know what that's a boundary that you and I have where we can talk about things. And listen, if you're listening, you should have those boundaries with you. Like that's, that's all what, that's what it's about. You should be able to agree to disagree before we were having 
conversations about gender and things like that, that are conversations that if anybody walked into, they would be like, oh, what are you talking about? It's 2021. Very uncomfortable. Like, right. Things that, you know, some people don't want to talk about. It's reality and it's raw. And that's the thing. is, And that's the problem is that people don't want to talk about it. And that's why things don't get solved or resolved rather. Like right. we have to speak up about these issues and these things and bring them to light in a way that's not controversial. Like it's not left or right. We have to all be able to compromise in the middle. Yeah. So, I mean, I agree 100%. I, but I've always been that person that's like, we can talk about it. Right. Not everybody is. Well, figure it out. Be. Figure it out. But you should be because like, we're, we're evolving into a society where at this point we live in a society. We're evolving into this mindset that like, I don't understand your experience because I never had it. Can you tell me, can you tell me about it? Can you teach me about it? See, I think we're still stuck. Unfortunately, the majority in I'm right. You're wrong. Your opinion, even though it's your opinion and you're entitled to your opinion, you're wrong. And you have to listen to me. Like, no, again, I see both sides. Like, no, I do see both sides to be fair. I really, I really, it's cute to a certain extent, to a certain, to a certain extent. There are times like, for example, and, and after like this, is I was going to say, we are say. completely going off rail here, but it's like, we have to, this is the last thing I'm going to say about it. And then, um, I, I have a, a younger brother who's full, completely white. And there are certain things that he has said and done that I have taken to be problematic. I'm just going to leave it at problematic. And then later on, you know, we had a conversation about it or he had a conversation with one of our other siblings. And I felt really good about it at the end of the day, because it was like, you're, you're not going to be one of those people that's like you know, insensitive or like, right. you, I said what I said and I did what I did. Right. Granted, yes, he's 17 turning 18. So like, he's a stupid boy. He's a stupid boy. And he's, his mind is a little bit easier to mold when you're 20, whatever <laughs> you are, who you are. Right. The final theory, the older you are, the more reluctant you are to change. And that's the problem with fucking Americans is that they're all old and crotchety and nobody wants to change. But besides the point, tell me I'm wrong. I want someone to tell me that I am wrong. Go to the comments and tell me that I'm wrong, please. And with that, <laughs> I think it's time. I need to go to bed. Sarah and Jesus, we hope you're having a fabulous time in the sunny beaches of Florida, honey, and have fun going back to work on Monday after no. being off for 10 days. Fuck, be anyway. safe out there, friends. Be safe out there. Reconsider your boundaries because we probably put a lot of things in perspective. Sure did. And if you don't have any boundaries, Create. you might want to look, you might yeah. want to look into like, developing some. Let's make, open a journal and just start writing. Maybe just do a little bit of journaling and yeah, journaling is cute, honey. Oh, and you know, while we're at it, if you have an issue or you agree with any of the boundaries that we've talked about and yes. we did talk about a lot, yes, pop off, bitch. You already know at JDS on Instagram. We are on TikTok as well at JDS Pod at JDS for Instagram at JDS Pod for Instagram. And please, somebody in the comments, tell me that I'm wrong that Americans are not old and crotchety. I'll wait. I'll wait. Bye. Bye.